Chapter Five of Book Three of Metaphysics by Aristotle, translated by John McMahon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Jeffrey Edwards. Chapter Five. Now, from the same opinion originates also the theory of Protagoras, and in like manner is there a necessity that both of them should be or not be capable of verification for if all things that seem so are true and if all things that are apparent are true then must all things at the same time be true and false for many entertain contrary opinions to one another and those who do not happen to think the same with themselves they regard as victims to delusion so that the same thing must needs be and not be and if this be the case it is necessary that all things that seem so should be true for opposite sentiments do they hold with one another who speak falsehood and who speak truth if then things be so all will speak truth that from the same opinion then both of these theories originate is evident there does not however exist the same method of conducting our controversy as regards all such philosophers for some of them require persuasion and some compulsion for as many indeed as have formed opinions in this way from doubt the ignorance of these is remediable for the refutation is directed towards not the theory but the understanding and as many as speak for argument's sake refutation is a cure also of these both of that discourse which consists in voice and of that which consists in names but unto those persons who labour under doubt in this way has the opinion itself originated from sensibles the opinion i mean that contradictions and things contrary subsist together inasmuch as they see contraries arising from the same thing if therefore it is not possible that non-entity should come into existence in a similar way according to them must the thing have pre-existed namely as both contraries at once as also anaxagoras says and democritus that everything was mingled in everything for also this latter philosopher maintained that vacuity and fulness are similarly resident in any part whatsoever although the one of these is entity and the other non-entity respecting indeed therefore those who form their opinions from these data we will say that in a certain manner they speak correctly and that in a certain sense they are involved in ignorance for entity is spoken of in a twofold point of view so that it is in a way admissible that something should arise from that which has no being and that it is in a way not admissible that it should be so and that the same thing at the same time should be an entity and a non-entity but not according to the same entity for incapacity no doubt is it admissible at the same time for the same thing to be contraries but in actuality not so and further shall we deem them to suppose the existence of a certain other substance of entities in which is inherent neither motion nor corruption nor generation at all and in like manner also has the truth respecting the things apparent 
reached some speculators from sensibles for they do not consider it fitting that the true should be decided by plurality or fewness but the same thing seems sweet to some on tasting it and to others bitter wherefore if all persons were sick or all beside themselves but two or three were sound in health or in possession of their mind it would happen that these latter would appear to be ill and labouring under an aberration of intellect but that the rest would not seem so further to many of the rest of the animal creation do contraries appear to be the same thing as well as to us and to each very person with himself things do not always according to sense appear to be the same which description of these therefore is true or false is obscure for nothing the more is this true than that but both in like manner are affected as regards truth wherefore democritus says at least that positively either nothing is true or that if it be so that to us it is wrapped in obscurity but upon the whole on account of their supposing prudence no doubt to be sense and that this sense constitutes an alteration these persons affirm that the apparent according to sense is necessarily true for from these sceptics both empedocles and democritus and each of the other philosophers so to speak have become entangled in opinions of this sort for empedocles also asserts that those changing their habit change their prudence witness his words quote, for for the present counsel varies in men and in other passages he says that quote, as far as diverse men become so far is present also in them always diverse thought and parmenides evinces the same mode of thinking for instance in the words quote, for as each has a tempering of graceful limbs so present in man is mind for the same thing with whatever thinks is the nature of limbs in men both every and all for more than this is mind and the apothem of anaxagoras also is remembered amongst certain of his associates namely that entities are such to them as they may have supposed them now they say that even homer seems to have been in possession of this opinion because he made hector after he was deranged from the wound to lie in a delirious state as if even those of unsound mind were capable of exercising thought indeed but not the same thoughts as with those of sound mind it is evident therefore if both be exertions of prudence that also entities subsist in this way and not in this way at the same time wherefore also most difficult is that which ensues from this theory for if they who particularly perceived as true that which it is admissible should be true but these are they who especially seek after it and love it if these persons hold such opinions and manifest such tenets respecting truth how is it not becoming those to despair who attempt to philosophize for the pursuit of things eluding their grasp would constitute the investigation of truth but a cause of this opinion of theirs is the following 
that from time to time they have examined into the truth concerning entities no doubt but the entities they have supposed to be sensibles merely now in these is inherent much of the nature of the indefinite and that of entity which subsists in such a manner as we have declared wherefore they speak naturally but they do not speak things that are true for so is it more in harmony for them to speak after this manner than as epicharmus in his reply to xenophanes but moreover seeing the whole of this visible nature in motion but respecting what is being changed seeing nothing verified regarding at least what is being changed altogether and everywhere they considered that verification was not a thing that is possible for from this hypothesis blossomed that most extreme opinion of those philosophers mentioned just now namely that of those speculators who profess to adopt the philosophy of heraclitus and such as cratylus held who at last was of opinion that one ought to speak of nothing but moved merely his finger and who rebuked heraclitus for saying that it is not possible to enter the same river twice for he himself was of opinion that you could not do so once in reply however to this theory we will also say that there is some foundation in reason for their supposing with these that that which undergoes a change when it does change may not be considered as existing this however is a circumstance attended with doubtfulness for the rejecting substance retains something of that which is rejected and of that which is being produced must there now necessarily exist something and if in short it is undergoing corruption there will subsist a certain entity and if it is being produced there must needs be that from which it is produced and by which it is generated and that this process goes not on in a progression to infinity omitting however these arguments let us make those assertions following namely that not the same thing is the alteration according to quantity and according to quality grant indeed that as far as quantity goes it does not abide the same but it is according to form that we know all things but further it is worth while reproving those who think thus because although knowing the number of sensibles themselves and that in the case of the fewer number of sensibles this state of flux and mutation was to be found they have yet manifested similar sentiments respecting the whole heaven for the place about us of what is sensible continues alone to subsist in a condition of corruption and generation but this in no wise so to say is part of the universe wherefore more justly would it be on account of the greater number of witnesses to have acquitted these than on account of these the fewer to have condemned those and further it is evident that in reply also to these we may use the same arguments with those that have been originally laid down by us for that there is some nature immovable has been demonstrated to their satisfaction and has gained their assent it happens however to those at least who say that a thing is and is not at the same time to affirm all things to be in a state of rest rather than of motion for on this hypothesis there exists nothing into which anything is changed for all things are inherent in all 
regarding however the truth that not everything that is apparent is true in the first place indeed it might be replied that sense to be sure is not deceitful in what falls within its own peculiar province but that imagination is not the same with sense it is worthy of consideration and wonder in the next place if they really are in doubt of this whether magnitudes are so great and colours such as they appear to those at a distance or such as they appear to those that are near and whether they are such as they appear to persons in health or such as they appear to persons in sickness and in regard of weight whether things more weighty are such as appear so to the weak or such as seem so to the strong and lastly in respect of truth whether things are true such as appear so to the sleeping or such as seem so to those who are awake for that they do not in reality think so at least is evident for no one if even he supposes when asleep by night that he were in athens when he is in libya goes when he awakes to the odeon and further respecting the future as also plato says doubtless not similarly decisive is the opinion of the physician and that of the ignorant quack for example as to the likelihood that one will be sound or that one will not be so and further in the case of the senses themselves not similarly decisive is the testimony of sense in respect of what is foreign and in respect of what is its peculiar province or of that which is near and of that which is remote from itself but respecting colour it is sight and not taste that judges and respecting juices it is taste but not sight each of which never at the same time affirms about the same thing that simultaneously a thing is so and not so disposed but neither in a different period have the senses doubted about the passion at least to which they are subject but about that in which the passion is an accident now i say for example that the same wine either from being changed or from the bodily organ being changed might so appear at one time to be sweet and at another time not sweet but the sweet then at least when it is sweet is not such for it never has undergone a change but always verification thereof is possible and of necessity is it that such will be a thing that is sweet all these theories however overturn this conclusion since also if there is not a substance of anything neither is there anything necessarily subsisting for it is not admissible for the necessary to be at one time disposed one way and at another time another wherefore if there is anything of necessity it will not be disposed both so and not so if also upon the whole what is sensible exists merely nothing would there be subsisting inasmuch as animated beings would have no existence for sense would have no existence perhaps then on the supposition of the non-existence of sense the truth would be that neither sensibles nor sensations exist for of the percipient is sense and affection but that it is impossible that the subjects themselves which produce sense have not any existence even though sense exist not for doubtless sense itself is not of itself but there is something else also different from and independent of sense which must needs be prior to sense for the moving cause is prior in nature to that which is being moved 
and if these assertions are made one with another not a whit the less is the same theory true chapter six but there are some who doubt and are sceptics both amongst those who are persuaded of the reality of these opinions and those who merely affirm these theories for they ask who is it that judgeth him that is in good health and him that upon the whole is capable of forming his decision correctly about each particular now doubts of such a sort as this are similar to one's doubting whether we now sleep or are awake for all such doubts are tantamount to the same for these persons demand that there should be a reason of all things for they seek for a first principle and expect to obtain this by demonstration whereas at least that they are not persuaded of the validity of their position they make manifest in their acts but as we have said this is the characteristic property of these philosophers for they seek for a reason of things of which there is no reason for the principle of demonstration is not demonstration these therefore indeed would be easily persuaded of this for it is not difficult to apprehend they however who seek in reason compulsion merely seek an impossibility for what is contrary they deem it right to speak immediately uttering contrary things but if all things are not relatives but some are also themselves by themselves that is absolute in such a case everything apparent would not be true for the apparent is apparent to some one therefore he that says that all things apparent are true makes all entities relatives wherefore also must the precaution be adopted by those who seek for compulsion in reason and at the same time also think right to subjoin a reason that not the apparent is true but that the apparent is true to whomever it appears so and when it appears and how far and in what manner but if they subjoin a reason to be sure but do not in this way subjoin it it will happen speedily unto them that they should speak things that are contrary for it is possible for the same thing to appear honey as far as the sight goes and not to appear so to the taste and as we have two eyes not the same will a thing appear to each organ of vision if they be dissimilar whereas in reply to those at least who on account of the causes originally enumerated affirm the apparent to be true and for this reason contend that all things in like manner are false and true in reply to these i say it may be affirmed that neither the same things appear the same to all men nor to the same person do the same things invariably appear the same but frequently things contrary at the same time for the touch in the alteration of the fingers says that there are two objects but the organ of sight one but neither to the same sense at least do the same things seem the same and according to the same and in like manner also in the same moment of time wherefore this would be true but perhaps for this cause it is necessary to say to those who speak not on account of doubt but for talk's sake that this is not absolutely true but that it is true relatively to this person and as doubtless it has been formerly affirmed it is necessary also to make all things relative both in reference to opinion and sense 
so that nothing either has been produced or will arise except on the supposition of some person previously exercising thought but if anything has been generated or will arise it is evident that all things would not be according to opinion further if one thing exists it exists in relation to one or in relation to a definite thing and if the same thing is both half and equal such exists in relation to these yet the equal is not in reference to the double now in relation to opinion if man and the subject of the opinion be the same man will not be the thinking subject but the subject of opinion but if each thing will be in relation to the thinking subject the thinking subject will subsist in relation to things infinite in species that indeed therefore most indisputable of all is the opinion that assertions in opposition are not at the same time true and what happens in the way of consequence unto those who say that they are true and why they say so let thus much suffice to have been spoken but since it is impossible that contradiction should be true of the same subject at the same time it is evident that neither can contraries possibly subsist at the same time in the same subject for indeed of contraries one or other is not the less privation but privation of substance is negation from some definite genus if therefore it is impossible at the same time to affirm and deny with truth it is impossible that also contraries should be inherent in the same subject at the same time but either both must be inherent partially or the one partially and the other simply or absolutely chapter seven but truly neither is it possible that there is any mean between a contradiction but there is a necessity either of asserting or denying any one thing whatsoever of one now in the first place this is evident to those who define what truth and falsehood are for indeed the assertion that entity does not exist and that non-entity does is a falsehood but that entity exists and that non-entity does not exist is truth wherefore the person who affirms that this medium is in existence or is not will speak truth or utter falsehood but neither is entity nor non-entity said not to exist or to exist further either will there be a mean between contradiction as that of a darkish colour between black and white or it will be as that which is neutral between man and horse if therefore this subsist in this way there would be no change for a change takes place from something that is not good into that which is good or from this latter into what is not good but now it is always apparent as taking place for there is not a change existing but one into opposites and media if however there is a mean so also would there be a certain production into a thing that is white not from that which is not white but this is not perceived as being the case further everything intelligible and mental the understanding either affirms or denies and this is manifest from definition when truth is spoken or falsehood when indeed in this way it is composed as an assertion or negation truth is spoken but when in that way falsehood further must there be in all contradictions a mean save where the assertion is made only for argument 
or talk's sake so that also one will neither utter truth nor not utter truth and besides entity and non-entity there will be something in subsistence wherefore besides generation and corruption some change will there be moreover in whatsoever genera negation introduces the contrary in these also will be found this medium as for example in numbers a number neither odd nor not odd such however is impossible and from the definition is this evident further would we go on in a progression to infinity and not only will there be sesquialterate entities but even more than this for again it will be possible to deny this in regard of the assertion and negation of the medium of the former contradiction and this will be something for there will be a certain other substance of this moreover as to the question if a thing is white when one says that it is not nothing has he denied than that it is but that a thing is not amounts to a negation but from the same source as other paradoxes has this opinion reached unto certain speculators for when they are unable to solve arguments open to dispute giving in to reason they consent to the truth of whatever is brought out by syllogism some therefore make assertions from some such cause as this but others on account of requiring in their investigations the reason of all things the principle however in respect of all these is to be derived from definition but definition arises from their necessarily signifying something for the sentence of which the name is assigned becomes the definition of a thing and the theory of heraclitus affirming all things to be and not to be appeared to make all things true but that of anaxagoras was that there is a certain medium between contradiction so that all things are false for when they are mingled neither is the mixture good nor not good wherefore there is nothing that one can affirm as true chapter eight now these distinctions having been laid down it is evident that the predications made in one way only and also those that are made about all it is impossible should be as certain affirm they are some indeed saying that nothing is true for nothing they say hinders all things from being in such a way as that the diagonal of a square is commensurable with its side but others affirming that all things are true for almost all these assertions are the same with those of heraclitus for this philosopher in affirming that all things are true and all things false affirms also separately each of these theories wherefore if those are impossible it is impossible likewise that these should be so but further are those palpably contradictions which likewise it is not possible should at the same time be true nor doubtless is it possible that all should be false although at least it would the rather seem to be admissible from what has been stated but in reply to all such theories must the question be asked as also has been declared in the discussions above not if there is something or if there is not but if something has a signification wherefore from the definition is the discussion to be drawn by assuming what falsehood or truth signifies but if the true and the false be nothing else than to assert what is true or deny what is false it is impossible that all things be false 
for it is necessary that either portion of the contradiction be true further if it be necessary either to assert or deny everything it is impossible for both to be false for either part of the contradiction is false truly also doth the common saying happen unto all such theories that they overthrow or stultify themselves for the person that says that all things are true renders the statement contrary to this true also wherefore he makes his own affirmation not true for the contrary says that it is not true but he that says that all things are false even himself falsifies his own position if however they make an exception the one making an exception in the case of the contrary that it is not alone true and the other in the case of his own assertion that it is not false in no wise the less does it happen unto these sceptics that they require the truth and falsehood of an infinite number of assertions for he who says that a true theory is true agrees with the affirmation that it is true but this will go on in a progression infinity it is evident however that neither they who lay down that all things are at rest speak the truth nor they who say that all things are in motion for if indeed all things are at rest the same things will always be true and false now this appears to be a thing undergoing a change for he who speaks once himself was not and again will not be if all things however are in motion there will be nothing that is true all things in that case are false but it has been demonstrated that this is impossible further must entity needs undergo a change for from something into something is the change made but doubtless neither are all things at rest or in motion at any particular time but nothing subsists in such a condition of rest or motion eternally for there is something which always moves the things that are in motion and the first imparter of motion is itself immovable end of chapter eight and end of book three recording in memory of mitchell edwards